Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Tis the season for gift buying, and I don't know about y'all, but it gets harder and harder to think of gifts for each year. So we are doing all the thinking for you and have come up with the perfect gifts to ask for or to buy for that special teacher in your life. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Rebecca. Rebecca says, Hi, Michelle and Bridget. I am really struggling with keeping track of lists regarding who hasn't done their homework, who has brought it in the next day, who has returned their parent notification slips. Also, my student observation is all over the place. I do have a list of what I want to observe and what I want to be able to tell the parents, but I am struggling to update those on a regular basis. Thank you so much for your work. So the first thing that I think about is what systems do you have in place? I think one of the biggest things that we talk about on the podcast is that systems are going to be the things that help save your life. If you have a really strong system put into place, then you're going to be golden. So what is it that's kind of falling behind in your system? Is it that one, you lack a system completely? Two, it's that you're not in the practice of utilizing that system, so you haven't gotten yourself into the habit of it. Or is it that your system just isn't working for you at all? So one of the things that I can kind of tell you from my lens and what I've done is that I have a binder. And in that binder, I have my classes broken down and I have just random checklists that I have made off of Google Sheets. And it has those little checkboxes, which are great. I don't do this online because I have found that for me, having that binder open is something that I'm just really good at using. So what I will do is I will just write it in and then I can check students off or highlight them however you choose to kind of create your your system. Wow, how many times am I gonna say that? Um, but how, how are you going to create that system and use it So that way you are effective and being able to track all that information. I agree. I think it's important to have a system. And the sense that I get from the TSH is almost that she hasn't quite developed the system and she's trying to figure out like Mm -hmm. what would work for her. So Rebecca, it's okay to try different things and figure out what works best. I know Bridget mentioned a binder and I always had a student data binder as well and loved that. But I personally had kind of like Bridget described, like a blank checklist that I would carry around on a clipboard when it came to like checking student homework and even student observation. I literally called it clipboard cruising because I was cruising around my classroom with a clipboard. But I would then transfer that to digital just because that was my preference. And so I had Google Sheets spreadsheets that I would use to track homework completion. I had it to track like those parent notification slips all of the things because Google Sheets will allow you to insert clickable checkboxes, which is fantastic. And then you can always print those and put them in the student data binder because honestly, I would only open up and go through the student data binder when I had a meeting to attend or parent-teacher conferences coming up. So I would just print off the things I needed just before, put them in the binder, and then use that during the meeting since it was something you know physical. I can't even get over the clipboard cruising. How do you come up with all these really cute names? <laughs> Honestly, I think I got that from an administrator. And I don't remember if it was when I taught second grade 
or fourth grade, but I almost think it started at the end of second grade because we got a new math program. And I think that's where like the term clipboard cruising that's came up. Cute. I wish that I could claim cute. it, but it's not my own. <laughs> wow. It fits with the personality that you that you always have. So yes. And, and speaking of my personality, we're going to try this cute little transition oh, here. You bless. like this? So <laughs> I love to be early for things. And obviously I get that from my mother, as you can probably imagine, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to be on the record here. My mom in the past would always start asking for Christmas gift ideas for me, for Billy around October. Usually we could make it to my birthday, which is October 14th. And then she'd go, okay, what do you want for Christmas? She beat her own record this year and started asking for gift ideas in September. And I was like, mother, we still have a quarter of the year. Like this is too early. (laughs) I mean, is this part of her just being retired? It's that retired life. Yes. I think that is part of it. I think she's just bored. And so therefore she starts Christmas shopping in September, but it's (laughs) also like, she's going to start buying gifts for the next year before the previous year has even ended. Like it's just going to keep getting pushed up further and further. (laughs) That is fantastic. So, uh, gifts that you can give to teacher friends or family members, are kind of challenging, right, to come up with. And so what we wanted to do is give you guys a podcast episode that have kind of some of these ideas of what gifts you can give to teacher friends, but then also gifts that you might potentially want to ask for yourself. Yes, which I know I personally, because I'm awful when people ask, what do you want? I'm like, I, I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. I, I'm I down don't need to anything. Like, well, what's funny is like I was thinking and yesterday I was like, oh, I need to text my brother because he lives in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, I was like, I need to text him and tell him that for Christmas, I really want this like apricot bread from Edgar's Bakery. So if any of y'all are from the South and you've got an Edgar's Bakery near you, that apricot bread is like to die for. <laughs> that is my Christmas gift. <laughs> that is what I okay. want this year. All right. So he's going to like mail it to you? I'm assuming no, they I mean, have... No, we see each other for Vegas. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to like last year, it was weird because Billy's mom like mailed us things because we didn't see her because she yeah. still has yet to come see our house here in, in Austin. So I've like, now that I live further away from some people, I'm used to just mailing things. Speaking of mailing things, um, uh-huh. y'all, like three episodes from now, Bridget and I had to mail each other. <laughs> She's pointing to the background. Is is my gift back there? It is. It's sitting right there on the floor. I can't see it, but <laughs> Bridget I can't and I... See it either. We're going to be mailing each other like we're calling them secret Santa gifts when there is no secret because it's only us. But last year we actually were in person and got to exchange them and we just we can't this year. So we are sending them in the mail. But stay tuned because that episode is coming for this episode. We are going to link as many of the items as we can down in the show notes. But keep in mind, some of the things we're mentioning are not available in like the exact same version anymore. Y'all know how things change over time, but there are similar items that you can find and we will link some of those. So Bridget, do you want to start us off with the first item? Yeah. So the first item that we want to recommend are clear folders or plastic paper organizers. I feel like teachers cannot have enough of the organizational items. And these are fantastic for organizing games, activities. You can organize it by units. And this will allow you to have kind of this nice seamless organizational system that makes you want 
to organize. So these are going to be items that, um, again, as Michelle mentioned, are going to be linked into the show notes so that you guys can kind of see what we're talking about. But they come in some different versions. I know that Michelle has really gotten me into like the hard case snap file like paper organizers, but there are also some of those um, just clear plastic envelopes that you can either uh, wrap up with a string or it comes with a snap and some come with a zipper. I think you really have to decide how you want to have those organized before you start to ask for them and then ask for plenty of them. Mm -hmm. So if you think that you're going to want 15, go ahead and get 20 because you never know you want to have the same item. And so you want to have plenty of that particular thing. Yeah. Speaking of those like hard plastic cases, which you did a great job explaining, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) I have these plastic cases. They're about, mm, I'm going to say two inches thick and they will hold like eight and a half by 11 size paper. And there's like a black clip on the side. I get asked about those all the time. In fact, Bridget was asking me about them all the time. She's like, where did you get those? And I was like, listen, I got these on clearance at Target during like my first year of teaching. So this, we're going on like almost 10 years ago. They do not make them anymore. For a while you could get them on Amazon. Mm -mm. Nope. Times have passed, but there are a lot of similar ones. What I love about the hardcover ones is I find that they're perfect for transporting papers back and forth to school, which obviously we're not huge supporters of like bringing home papers to grade, but if you got to do it, you got to do it. However, I used to also print like certain master copies at home or or color copies Mm because I didn't have a color printer at school. And I would use that case to bring it to school without them getting all messed up. And even now I use it when I travel. So especially if we're traveling internationally and we have all these like paper documents that we need for various reservations, I put them all in the plastic case and I just feel good knowing they're not going to get all like crinkled up. Bridget, I know you use mostly the folders question for you. Do they come in packs or are they like individual? Okay. Usually I want to say there are about four or five inside of a pack. And of course they come in different sizes too. I think the ones that I use are big enough for a legal size paper. And then I end up storing those into the scrapbook containers that you can Mm -hmm. get like at Michael's just because... I like the fact that I can store so much stuff in it. And because it's the legal size, you have kind of that extra space if you're just using a normal, you know, letter size paper. But that that extra space can have all of the activity cutouts. Do you know what I mean? It's like those weird cutouts that make everything feel bunchy. Um, So I like having it inside of that. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. We've talked about binception and we also apparently like containerception. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> as Bridget mentioned, these are great for storing those like unit activities and, and whatnot, and you can put them inside of other containers. So I know personally the like hard plastic ones that I have will fit inside of a filing cabinet. And that's actually why Ooh. I got them. I had them to store my like colored paper inside of a filing cabinet in hindsight. I should have just used folders for that. Like it was kind of a stupid decision, yeah. but live and learn. But now However, you have that and like no one else, well, not a lot of people have it. Exactly. And everybody wants it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, that's actually, like, this is great. <laughs> exactly. So these folders or paper organizers are perfect for putting inside a filing cabinet or in fi- inside of other drawers. I always had those like rainbow drawers from Michael's and I would use some of those clear folders inside to organize all the materials. So we we will link a few options for you 
down below. We're going to take a very quick break. And then when we come back, Bridget is going to share one of these tools that I swear, if you don't have it, you need it. Bridget. Michelle. It's almost the new year and you know what that means. It's time to set a New Year's resolution that I'm going to quit in February. (laughs) That is not the attitude to have, but yes, that is the reality. Thankfully, we have something to help you actually stick with your resolution. Yes, we do. At least if your resolution is related to health and fitness, because our digital fitness planner has all the templates you need to be successful this next year. That's right. It has progress trackers, nutrition trackers, movement trackers, and so much more that will help keep you, pun intended, on track. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab our digital fitness planners and digital fitness stickers so you're ready to tackle your New Year's resolution. And as our gift to you, these planners and stickers will be on sale for the month of December so you can grab them at their lowest price. Again, head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store and snag a digital fitness planner and some stickers today. Okay, so there was a trend for quite some time on Instagram where everybody had these little light switch remotes. And so everybody was creating all these little reels or maybe it was just stories at the time where they had this little remote and it would turn on all the lights inside of their classrooms. And for the longest, I did not want to be a part of that trend. Okay. It was like when, remember when they had like the ding dong, the, the, the to, doorbell, the, the, ding yeah, dong. The, door, the ding dong doorbell. Well, I didn't want to do that for the longest. And then I finally gave in. So I have purchased a light switch remote and guys, you need to stop resisting. <laughs> you just need to do it because it is the greatest thing ever. So the one that I have comes with a remote and then it comes with five different, um, I guess they go into the light switches. What are those okay. called? The so electric like an outlet sockets. adapter. That's the outlet. Okay. Yes. So it comes with an adapter. All you do is have to plug the adapter in and then you just plug your light into that adapter and that's what talks to the remote. And so what I can do is come in and I can hit on for every single light. Now I do have to push it five times because there's five different lights. However, what I have found is so great about this version is that there are times when I want certain lights off and certain lights on. So like, let's Mm, say I'm mm -hmm. showing a video, but I want to keep the light on back by my kind of computer area. I can turn on certain switches and turn off others, which is Mm. phenomenal. And it comes with two remotes, guys. So I have Mm. one remote that is Velcroed to the wall next to my light switch. And here's the best part. Now my maintenance just know that I don't turn the light switches on. So she will now just turn on all of my lights for me. That's so cute. (laughs) Because it's right next to it. So I have one there and then I keep one by my desk. That way I can kind of turn them on and off if I want to. But nice. it is the greatest thing ever. And it's so easy to put together. So easy. Nice. I, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot with a question and you may not know the answer. Oh, bless. <laughs> <laughs> so since it uses like an outlet adapter, 
could do you think you could plug in other things that aren't lights i'm trying to think of an example but something that has to get turned on and off i guess like an electronic would it work for that too i would think so because all it's doing is allowing the The circuit to open or close yeah Yeah. so i would think hmm. so unless like you need uh, to go try and then let us know (laughs) unless it's like a projector right like if it's a projector i feel like you still have to turn on the on button so that's kind of doesn't really make sense but i love it for my lights it's great sounds like there's potential there you'll report back to us (laughs) got it i'm on it (laughs) all right so the next item is something not revolutionary like y'all know you need this however we are bringing it up because even if you already have one we're kind of telling you to get a second one okay hear us out (laughs) it is a personal laminator so first of all let's just differentiate if you have a school laminator that's great especially if you get to use it for free however the lamination is different than what you would have on a personal laminator when you have a personal laminator it tends to have much thicker lamination and you can cut it after you laminate things and it's not going to peel unlike the thin like big laminators with the thin lamination that tends to peel so that alone is enough reason to get yourself a personal laminator mm-hmm. but also they're not that expensive And they last a really long time. You know what I mean? They do, for sure. So here's the thing. I I had a laminator when I first started student teaching. It was from my mom, actually. It was like an old school. It had like an actual roll, like not individual sheets. It had like its own roll. And as soon as I ran out of the roll, I was like, where am I supposed to get this stuff? So I just upgraded to a regular personal laminator. I've always used the Scotch brand, but I know there's also like an Amazon Basics brand, and I'm sure there's other ones as well. Just read the reviews. But suddenly one day I got the idea. I'm, I'm waiting on the paper to come out of the laminator, and I'm like, huh, what, what if I had two of these going at one time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just sounds great. So got myself a second one and I think I got it because it was on sale at some point. And can I just tell you, having two laminators going at once, like it speeds it up so, so much. Now I'm going to share a hack and Bridget, I don't know if you know this hack. Do you know this hack? You don't know what I'm going to say. So I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> We're in a weird mood this morning. Maybe, maybe I don't. Okay. So you can actually take, let's say you have two pieces of paper two laminating sheets. You put each paper in its own laminating sheet, right? Right. You can actually then stack those laminating sheets and put them through one laminator at the same time. Did you know that? I did She's know that and I, because I had to do that for um, something that I did last year where the pages were really, really long. So I had to, oh, I had to like some double help. laminate. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Actually, if you have two laminators, you can technically laminate like four sheets at a time. Just saying. But if you don't currently have a second personal laminator, we're kind of suggesting you get one. I feel <laughs> or like if anything, have one at school and one at home. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I do like the one at school, one at home option. I will say I remember when Michelle sent me a picture of both of her laminators going out one time. <laughs> well, and in in full transparency, because we love to be honest, <clears throat> I have three uh, right now. W- what I would do is I would have one at school and two at home. 
So you don't have to go to that extreme. But I will say it's also a good way to make friends at school because I always had like other teachers who would be like, hey, can I use your laminator? And I just told them where it was. And I was like, yep, just bring it back. And it was a great just thing to have. So, yep. Yeah. If you're looking for laminating sheets, I know that Sam's Club used to have them. There was like 200 of them for like 20 Mm -hmm. bucks, which was such a great deal. I don't think Sam's Club does that anymore because we can't find them. So if Mm. you have like a Costco, maybe try Costco. But normally, like I can find the 200 laminating sheet pack for about 20 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say don't buy it if it's more than like $25 for a 200 pack. And when you do catch it on sale, like I always left it on my Amazon wish list and I would just peek at it every now and then. Yeah. Stock up because you're you're going to go through it. You know what I mean? And they don't go bad or anything. Yeah, no, I have so many of them because that's exactly what we do. Um, And play with the brands, too, because I feel like different brand laminating sheets, they're just as fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to go super brand. There are super brand. There are some off brands that are not as good. So, yes, you do have to play around with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough on the laminators. (laughs) Okay. So the next item that we have for you is a booklet stapler. Guys, I have found the perfect booklet stapler ever. Okay. I've gone through, I think this is my third or fourth one. trying to figure out which one is the best one. Okay, so if you don't know what a booklet stapler is, basically what it does is it's a very, very long looking stapler. So it looks like this has has like an extended back area. And what you're able to do is basically make paper booklets and you can like staple it in the middle where you would fold it. So you're not losing any of that extra space by just Mm. stapling it like we normally would. I feel like the kids never know how to open those. I feel like sometimes they start falling apart. It just becomes such a hassle. So a good booklet stapler is phenomenal. And so you can adjust it based on where you want the staples to go, like inside of the paper. So what I would typically do is I would take a letter-sized paper, fold it in half, put it where I would want it to go, and I could see kind of the crease, and that's where I would want the staple to be. This one is great, guys. It's like... You could do like 25 pages, I think, on it. It doesn't get stuck, which is great because the ones that I've had in the past would always get stuck. It's it's a champ. And so I highly recommend getting a booklet stapler if you don't have one already. I also feel like that would be a tool that other people would ask to use at school. (laughs) Yes, it is fantastic. Okay, so now we're going to share just some like rapid fire organization solutions, if you will, just like items where if if you have this problem, go get this item. So first, if you're struggling with paper organization and keeping papers kind of separate, go to Ikea or go online to Ikea and get yourself one of their paper organizers that has the five sections with kind of like these pull out drawers, if you will. They're made out of metal, so they're super durable but they also collapse. So if you need to like pack it up because you're moving rooms or something like that, it will all fold up and you can just keep the paper separated, whether it's, you know, like needs to go to office, needs to go to other teachers, etc., or even things like colored paper or holding like your laminating sleeves, things like that. The second item are expandable drawers from Amazon. I actually recently included this in an Amazon favorites and I had to thank Bridget because Bridget is the one that turned me on to these drawers. They are 
phenomenal. So they're just these really thin, they're only like an inch and a quarter tall, but they have different sections, but they also expand. So you can expand it to fit the length of your drawer. I actually got them to fit in the drawer of my standing desk because it was a real narrow drawer and these fit perfectly in there. But they also fit over top of the Alex drawers from Ikea. So if you have those Alex drawers, you can actually sit these on top, like you expand it out a little bit so that it sits on either side of the drawer. You still have space underneath, but they will hang out on top and then you can open and close them. You want to know, Bridget, what I have one holding right now? Hold what? on, let me get it. <laughs> She's grabbing it. Okay. okay, so when I was last at Bridget's, oh, no, no peeking, no peeking. Oh, she already saw it. I saw it. Over the <laughs> summer when I left Bridget's after the top live event that we did, I took some of the merch, which Bridget, we need to we need to get on that. But anyway, we need merch. so I have all the leftover stickers that we had at our merch table and I have them organized in one of the expandable drawers. And then it just sits on top and underneath is, is all the so like mailing stuff. <laughs> That is cute. That is super cute. It is adorable. And then the last item is magnetic shelves. So if you are struggling with needing to keep items near your whiteboard, such as books, right? I used to always have books like lining the little shelf, but then I never had anywhere to put my markers. And I ended up getting a set of magnetic shelves from Lakeshore Learning, but I know they have them other places like Amazon has magnetic shelves and they just you know, man mag magnetically. <laughs> wow, that was a struggle. They magnetically attach to your whiteboard so long as your whiteboard or chalkboard, whatever you have, is magnetic. And then they will hold books. You can also put like schedule cards. I used to always have my schedule mm, cards with magnets ones. and I'd put them right there and it's just super, super handy. But you can also put those shelves on your desk if you happen to have a metal desk or a filing cabinet, like there's a bunch of different options for those. And they're just great for holding things at various areas of your room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next item that we have for you is a little bit more pricey. So if you want to ask for this for Christmas, we think that it is a phenomenal teacher gift. And that is going to be an iPad plus an Apple pencil. Now, mm iPads guys as like a teacher like resource is they're great. Mm -hmm. I use them as a whiteboard with my projector because I don't have a whiteboard in my classroom. I have a blackboard and ain't nobody want to be listening <laughs> to the screeching of the chalk on the chalkboard. It just is not good. So what I do is I will project my iPad up to my projector and you can use like a dongle for that or you can have like an Apple TV. I have an old one that I've had for years and years and years that I connect and it works great. Um, you can also use it in small group where you can model something right there for your students as like a little mini whiteboard. It allows me to be able to store things, make anchor charts. I mean, the list goes on and on and on with an iPad. You do not have to get an iPad Pro. That is the one that I have. There are just like iPad Airs now that go along with an Apple Pencil. I think the Apple Pencils are a little bit different based on the Pro version and then also the uh, non-Pro versions. They, I think they're different. I can't remember now. But I highly recommend that if you don't have one and you're wanting to find ways to go more digital with your classroom, this is a great way to do it. And the next 
kind of two items are going to go along with that. Um, the, and they're both gift cards, okay? Because we all know teachers love gift cards. So the first one would then be an Apple Store gift card, or if you happen to be an Android user, so if you have a tablet that is not Apple or a phone that is not Apple, you could ask for an Android gift card. But this is a great way to purchase some of those like productivity apps. We're going to share three of our favorites that we feel like if you don't already have, you could really benefit from. The first one is GoodNotes. GoodNotes is a PDF annotation app. What that means is you can upload a PDF of yours, such as our digital planner, and you can then annotate on top of it. So you can use that Apple Pencil, which if you don't have an Apple Pencil or another stylus, you can use your finger. Like it still works. It's just not gonna be as neat. But you can write on top of the PDF. So this is perfect not only for digital planning, but also for things like taking notes at meetings, but also like just annotating things during class. Like Bridget mentioned mm -hmm. using the Apple TV and projecting things. So she could have like, let's say a, a paper students are working on and she can, you know, go over it by writing on top of it in real time with her students. So GoodNotes is a fantastic app if you don't have it. Another kind of similar-ish app would be Procreate. Procreate is more like I'm going to open up a blank canvas and just have it almost like a plain whiteboard to be able mm -hmm. to actually write on. So GoodNotes is more like I'm going to upload a PDF template that I already have and then Procreate is like I just want a blank slate, but similar kind of functions, if you will. And then the third one is Explain Everything Basics. So Explain Everything is also a website and it allows you to basically do like screen recordings and it records your voice, but also like what you're doing on the screen in real time. Here's the thing. I had used Explain Everything and I had used the free version and it's very limited because you can only have up to like three different recordings or something like that. And then it was a like monthly or yearly fee and I never wanted to pay for that. And Bridget goes, oh, but there's an app that's a one-time fee. And I was like, what? And sure enough, we did some <laughs> research and it's called Explain Everything Basics. It is a one-time fee of $39.99, at least at the time we're recording this, right? It could change. Mm -hmm. But if you get that app, you can then do as many recordings as you want. Like Bridget, I know you Greatest personally thing. use this. So oh my I'll gosh. I use it every single day when I teach. It is the best thing ever. And what I love about it is you get to store, they call them like your blackboards. You get to store your blackboards and you can name them. So like I will use these for like grammar concepts and stuff. And then I will have like practice sentences in them. And I can then just erase the marks that I want to erase and then reuse it year after year. So I store mm. all of those little blackboards inside of it. It, it is the, the greatest thing ever. Nice. Okay. So those are apps that we would recommend to go along with your iPad and Apple Pencil. So you can ask for that gift card. But then similarly, you could also ask for a Teachers Pay Teachers gift card or a Teaching on the Double gift card because we have those now um, on our website, teachingonthedouble.com slash store. You will see gift cards. We have a few like standard options for the gift cards, but I think you can also enter like any amount or something like that. I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, don't blame me. But you can get those gift cards and use them to purchase things like digital planners, those digital planning stickers, or resources that you need for your classroom. This is also great if you happen to have 
like students who are asking for gifts from you. I know we never expect gifts from students, but there are some families that want to provide them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great option, like a teacher's pay teacher's gift card, and then you can use it to be able to save yourself time later by just buying something that's already pre-made. Obviously vetted a little bit because as we all know, it's a marketplace and there are some really fantastic resources and there are some not so fantastic resources. But if you can buy something that's going to fit the need that you're trying to solve, I think that's a great option. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the next topic is very similar to what Michelle was just mentioning, but it's subscriptions to websites. It's very interesting because I think in my previous school, I had a lot of subscriptions, like my school paid for a ton of them. And then I moved to this school and this school doesn't have quite as Mm -hmm. many subscriptions. So Subscriptions to websites are super helpful for teachers. It allows us to gain authentic resources, things that are going to engage our students, get them excited, and it's also just going to save us a ton of time. So here are some that we recommend. Obviously, Michelle mentioned Explain Everything. It is also a monthly and yearly, and I'm sure it has some of those extra features that you necessarily wouldn't have like on the iPad, you would just have to kind of do the research. Or if you don't have an iPad, maybe this is also the resource that you would want to be able to use. Reading A to Z is my hands down favorite thing for if you are pulling groups and you have students that are on so many different levels. I went on ahead and I purchased a Reading A to Z subscription for myself this year just because I needed it to save me time in my classroom. Nearpod is always a really great one um, in order to engage your kids with different um, activities and practice questions. Boom Cards is also now one of my new favorite things. And it's just because I love being able to see the progress that my students have made. And so getting them to challenge themselves to increase their percentages of how well they do with their Boom Cards. And they also have their own marketplace. But a lot of those sellers on Boom Cards will also sell it on Teachers Pay Teachers. So you can kind of look at both, but they do have a marketplace where you can purchase some of those or you can make them yourself. Um, Extra Google storage on your personal account is always a nice thing to be able to have. And I think these are all fantastic little stocking stuffers that you can even do. Um, If you like to have stocking stuffers and you know some teachers in your life that you wanna just kind of put them in, They're, they're great. Yeah. And then similarly, you can also ask for subscriptions to different services. Now, this would be more in your personal life, but it's just a way to kind of take some things off of your plate, both physically and metaphorically. We'll come back to that in order to give you more time, because that's what this whole episode of is about gifts that will increase your productivity and be able to save you time. So first would be like meal delivery services. And when we were creating this list, Bridget was like, Omaha steaks. And I was like, oh, okay. Listen, they're delicious. Okay. We look forward to our Omaha steak order every Christmas. So do they just mail you like the raw steaks and you put them in the freezer? Yeah, you do steaks, you do burgers, you do hot dogs, you can do chicken. They have sides. (laughs) They're great. I love them. It's funny because my parents, they always buy like half a cow and they always come to me and they're like, do you want to go in on our cow with us? (laughs) I'm like, no, because we don't have enough freezer. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) But some other options, especially if you're not, you know, a, a big meat eater, but services like Home Chef, where they will essentially ship you 
all of the ingredients you need. And what I love about Home Chef is they give you like the exact amount that you need. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to like measure stuff. And it just makes the process of actually preparing meals much easier. Plus you get to try some different meals, which is always fun. However, if you're listening to that and you're like, okay, but I don't have time to cook, nor do I want to cook. (laughs) It's fine. I hear you. Another service I would recommend in that case is Freshly. Freshly actually ships you already cooked meals. They're basically like in little, almost like TV dinner trays. All you have to do is put them in the oven or microwave them for a few minutes and they taste so good. Billy and I used Freshly for a solid six months before we ended up moving here when I was like super swamped with work and he was in grad school. I was in grad school and we just did not have the time to cook or the energy and we would do freshly. And all we had to do was microwave our dinner, but we knew the meals were actually pretty healthy and they tasted really good. Like it did not taste like a standard microwave dinner. Another option to consider would be like cleaning services. I have to admit, I've only ever had like my house cleaned by a service like twice. And I think both times it has been when we were moving out and just didn't have time to like clean everything. So that can be a great gift for someone having them be able to to have their house cleaned. And especially after the holidays, you know what I mean? Like we all need to clean our house after the holidays. Yeah. And then a final option would be to set up auto delivery on items that you use frequently. And this is even like a gift you can give to yourself. Okay. I need my phone. Hold on. Uh Okay. I'm going to read through all of my auto deliveries that I have on Amazon because it's a lot. Oh my gosh. But it just makes my life so much easier. Do you use like the auto delivery system? No. No. Well, I'm sorry. You're missing out, lady. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. So on Amazon, it's called subscribe and save. Here are all of my subscriptions. Are you really saving though? (laughs) Yes. Because what, what happens is if you have a certain number of items within each delivery, Because you could have it come like monthly, bi-monthly, however often. Mm -hmm. So the amount that you save will increase depending on the number of items. And so a lot of them, I get 15% off of like the total because I have a certain number of items coming. But I have a subscription for my Crest 3D white toothpaste. Every three months, I get that delivered. I have uh, energy drinks two different kinds, actually two different brands that come every month. I have a thing of Gatorade that comes every month. I have bully sticks for Ember every two months. I have a probiotic every two months. I have cat food every five months because it's a big bag. Protein shakes every two months. I have these moist and meaty dog food pouches for Ember once every four months. I have vitamins once every two months. I have body wash once every four months, melatonin once every other month, wet cat food once a month, and then cat litter once every two months. So it's all those items that you're constantly going to the store to buy. You're like, oh, I need toothpaste again. Or like, oh, we need cat food. But I don't have to worry about it because they just show up at my door when I need them. It is the best time saver like ever. I, I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about this. She is. She really is. 
Well, I hope that you all enjoyed that passion and also <laughs> the list of the different gift items that you can either one, give to a teacher friend, give to a family member that's a teacher in your life, or just ask for it for yourself. Merry Christmas to you. Um, <laughs> but we hope that you guys enjoyed this. Be sure to check out the show notes for all of the links of some of the items that we've mentioned here in this podcast. And we would love for you to take some time to check out our website and head over and submit your TSH. We want to know what is the thing that is sucking up all of your time right now. We would also love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get notified when we drop a new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes, guys. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many other people. And we just like hearing from you. It's just, it's a feel good moment. Do you know what I mean? We, we give us all the feel goods. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.